Hi, and welcome to the Alka, huh? Podcast, the podcast that answers those burning questions of the philosophical drinker's mind. My name's EJ. I'm Beth. And we're just going to go ahead and pop off the random ideas that came to mind while having conversations, while having a couple libations. Um, go ahead. My question tonight, is it okay to share a toothpaste too? It's not something somebody normally thinks about, you know, you go in, you brush your teeth, be glad that people brush their teeth. But one night we were drinking and I'm like, you wouldn't share your toothbrush with me. <laughs> I know for a fact. True story. But we share the same toothpaste, and they both touch our toothbrush. It says it's okay if you share toothpaste if you don't push the end of the tube into the bristles. Who does that? What do you wipe the like wipe it off? Pinched off. <laughs> well, I didn't. Never mind. That's... <laughs> okay. It can harbor bacteria where it touches the toothbrush. So they say if you are going to share it, you should wipe off the end of the tooth. But that brings about the whole discussion of toothpaste. Who actually thinks about that? Where did it come from? When did it start? Where did it go? Where did it come from? Cotton eye jelly. <laughs> Sorry. Tooth- Toothbrushing tools themselves date back to 3000 BC to the Babylonians and Egyptians. The Egyptians actually started using something similar to toothpaste before toothbrushes in 5000 BC. The Greeks and Romans in, in China and India didn't until 500 BC. But in early toothbrushing and toothpaste history. People would use all kinds of things to try to get their teeth not to feel nasty. Pee. They used pee. Old ingredients include powder of ox hooves, ashes and burnt eggshells combined with pumice, crushed bones, crushed oyster shells, and powdered charcoal and bark. Mmm, doesn't that make your teeth sound clean? Well, I think it was for the abrasive quality, to get the plaque off. And I'm I'm nearly 100% certain that I'd read urine somewhere, too. Now, uh, listeners, we actually don't tell each other what our topics are going to be. This is our takeaway, and it's a surprise. We actually go ahead and do the research sober after our conversations and then we have a couple libations and we're bringing this wonderful information to you and most of it we hope is accurate (laughs) i've decided to give a little history on toothpaste started in the 1800s early modern versions of toothpaste toothpaste included soap and chalk Mm, bubbly clean Prior to the 1850s, toothpastes were usually used as powders. During the 1850s, a jar called cream dentifrice was developed. 1873, Colgate started mass production of a jar paste. Tubes weren't introduced until the 1890s, which who doesn't hate the end of the toothpaste tube 
when it's all stuck at the back and you have to squeeze that thing all the way down. True story. Nobody wants to be the one to use up the last of the toothpaste. And there's kind of a little struggle at our house here where I'm going to get that last little bit. No, I don't want to open the new tube. I'm not opening it. Yeah. Um, actually, did you find anything in your research about tooth powder? A little bit, not a lot. There I, weren't a lot of ingredients listed about it. As a little kid, um, my grandparents actually had a metal canister. It was about four inches tall, and it was a Colgate canister. And it was the tooth powder. I think Grandpa actually got it when he was in the Army in Korea, and I used it. Grandma had a toothbrush over there, and she hooked me up with the powder, and it was very chalky. And the Did taste... you wet the toothbrush first? Uh, probably. I used... I. She gave me the whole thing, and I think I used it all. But remember, I was like eight. That could know? not have tasted good. Actually, it, it tasted really chalky. But there was still a hint of like peppermint or spearmint or something in there. Whatever the flavoring oil I assume that they used was. And I did use it. And it didn't suck, but I'm pretty sure it didn't have the cavity-fighting fluoride or anything like that in there, like the modern toothpaste. Well, on a little side note I found while researching this, pretty much anything in the bathroom is not meant to be shared. Bar soap, loofahs, razors, nail clippers, deodorant, lip balm, toothbrushes. But... The fact that soap was the main ingredient in modern-day toothpaste until around 1945, and soap was replaced with something called sodium lyrol sulfate. That sounds natural. Sodium is a salt. What's the other part? Myrol? Lyrol. Lyrol? I wonder if that's a derivative of lye, which is made from uh, ash. And sulfates are pretty common, like uh, sulfites or like in fats. I'm, I'm not sure. My chemicals are a little out of whack. There was also an interesting list of different flavors of toothpaste. And, you know, I know I run into this struggle every time and end up calling you or texting you, whatever. Which toothpaste is it that we like? <laughs> Because there's 50 flavors out there. 50? I'm not saying 50 is the exact number. I'm saying there's a bunch. And some of them taste nasty. I agree. Everybody's run across a weird off-brand toothpaste or something like that. And in my research, I saw that in all parts of the world, people have different philosophies on this. Some people are very strict about, no, everybody should have their same toothpaste to themselves not share it with family members other people say family members share the same germs anyways between taking bites of each other's food drinks of each other's drinks but this is my question at our house I know that we have the adult toothpaste and the kids toothpaste because we do have children and yeah I wouldn't want to use the kids toothpaste just because I'm pretty sure they do share toothbrushes yeah but I think most of the time I'm just happy that they're trying to brush their teeth on them by themselves right and I'm just going to be happy that teeth are getting brushed not to mention I've seen our kids lick some pretty nasty stuff 
Yeah, kids do gross things. So in my research, I haven't come to any firm decisions on whether we should or shouldn't be sharing toothpaste. But since I made babies with you, I'm pretty okay with sharing a tube of toothpaste with you. And you still won't give me a high five. What the fuck? <laughs> Nothing. Fair enough. So what So what kind of flavors did you run across? Do you remember any? Well, there was the traditional mints, which have broken off into subgroups now. Cool mint, winter green, fresh mint. There's cinnamon flavors. For a while... Even in adult toothpastes, they were trying different fruit flavors. I remember trying a fruit-flavored toothpaste once. It was like a mixed fruit. It was kind of a brownish color. It was not appealing. Bubblegum seems to be the apparent favorite in children's toothpastes. That makes sense. But they bubblegum flavor everything. They Amoxicillin, you know... um, cough syrup bubblegum flavoring that's something we could get into it another time because bubblegum bubblegum is its own flavor that was a tongue twister and i still can't tell you all we're sitting here talking about toothpaste what's the name of the flavor of toothpaste we use i know we use a form of mint fresh mint fresh mint because that cinnamon stuff was not not my bag, that's for sure. And then they've tried the additives in there, like the scope toothpaste that has the mouthwash mixed in with right. the toothpaste and so many different choices. Yeah, the toothpaste aisle is a little ridiculous if you are shopping for a new one. You didn't find any super weird flavors? Um, I didn't look too far outside of the United States. Well, I'm thinking there's gimmicky stuff everywhere like did you find a like bacon flavored toothpaste or anything i'll bet there is that sounds disgusting let's well, clean our teeth by rubbing bacon flavor all over them let's take our uh, paste and mix it with 18 parts of ground cinnamon four parts of ground nutmeg four parts of ground ginger three parts of ground cloves and three parts of allspice how's that sound would you use a pumpkin spice toothpaste no Because I was wondering about pumpkin spice after our last conversation and the whole basic bitch conversation. I've got my Uggs. I've got my scarf. I need me a pumpkin spice latte. And actually, September 15th of this year, uh, the pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks turned 13 years old. And roughly 200 million of them have been sold since the introduction. 200 million. That's a lot of coffee. Yeah, some of them were mine. Yeah, I know. Now, I found all sorts of information, a lot of misinformation about pumpkin spice, and a lot of jokes about pumpkin spice, because apparently, you know, it's not cool to like it anymore. Who cares? I'm a diehard fan. I didn't like it anyways. But I did look into the history of the pumpkin spice, and the oldest possible first reference I found was in the Chicagoist. Um, it was in a cookbook called American Cookery by Amelia Simmons, and they had to mention that she was an orphan for some reason. I'm not sure why. But something called a pumpkin, P-O-M-P-K-I-N, and it was flavored with molasses, allspice, and ginger. Uh, one of the earliest references to the spice blends 
as pumpkin spice was for pumpkin spice cakes in 1936, printed in the mm. Washington Post. Have you had those? I've had pumpkin spice cake. I love pumpkin spice. So you're looking at the Depression era? I mean, whatever. Until the 50s, uh, all the pumpkin spice desserts always contained actual pumpkin, you know, your pumpkin pies, pumpkin breads, whatever. And then spice companies like uh, McCormick or any of your bigger spice companies that were around at the time started selling the spices pre-measured just for the purpose of, you know, selling it as pumpkin pie spice. Pumpkin pie spice. It's not a pumpkin pie spice latte. Sometime in the 60s, it was just shortened to pumpkin spice. And You know, actually, I don't think you've ever tried to make a pumpkin pie. No, De- but I've eaten them. Depending upon the recipe you use now, it can be really hard to figure out what to, which spice to use. Because there's pumpkin pie flavoring, there's pumpkin spice, and there's a whole assortment of make it from scratch and mix your own blend to make your pumpkin spice for your pumpkin pie. Well, I can see that. Um, where it's actually really crazy, because none of the like the ingredients list that I gave at the beginning or the desserts or anything mentioned that pumpkin was actually an ingredient in a lot of the pumpkin spices that were homemade from scratch, like you're talking about. And the first reference of pumpkin spice coffee was actually in 1996. That's the earliest I could find a coffee shop near Was Tampa, it Starbucks? Florida. No. I didn't write down the name of the place because I wasn't sure that was the name of the actual establishment or if it was just a, you know, side note about it was ground coffee or something like that near Tampa, Florida. And then it just started spreading like wildfire. Las Vegas, and then it spread to other cities until 2003 when Starbucks adopted their pumpkin spice latte that you know and love. There's pumpkin spice coffee, too. So what's the difference between the latte and the coffee? Well, the latte has the cream and the sugar and all that. The deliciousness. Yeah, you know, the stuff that makes it even healthier. Mm. All right, so I found some really off-the-wall pumpkin spice stuff. And not, you know, anything you can't eat. Because, you know, everybody's seen the memes on Facebook or whatever, pumpkin spice tampons and whatnot. But I wrote down some of the ones that I found on Eater.com. Um, I found pumpkin spice vodka. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, I found pumpkin spice gum. No. Pumpkin spice cream cheese. On a bagel, that may be good. I don't know. Pumpkin spice almonds. Didn't you buy some of those? I did. Yeah, those. They weren't awesome. No. Um, I found the pumpkin spice black tea, which might be okay if it's a hot tea. I don't like tea. I know you don't like tea, but I do. Um, Some pumpkin spice coconut milk. Not a fan of coconut milk. Yeah, me neither. What about peeps? No. (laughs) All right. This one will get you. Uh, Pumpkin spice Pringles. No. (laughs) And then we get into a little weirder, yet more up your alley. 
Uh, pumpkin spice jello shot mix. They make that, and I know you would basic bitch the shit out of that. I would. Trays at a time. Yeah. And then I also found a, a chicken sausage that was made with pumpkin spice, and I'm not sure how to feel about that. I don't know. I'm feeling I'd be willing to try it, but I don't think I could buy a whole package of it. It'd have to be one of them free sample thing at the grocery store first. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I use a lot of the spices that are in pumpkin spice when I'm cooking, you know. Actually, I haven't used all spice in a really long time, but that's beside the point. And the last one, the most disgusting one that I thought, nope, can't even try that as a free sample, pumpkin spice hummus. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, thank you. You can have it. You can have all the pumpkin spice. I like the smell. Well, a pumpkin spice hummus? I don't know how that would smell even. Not a pumpkin spice hummus, but a pumpkin spice. (laughs) But, all things considered, now we know a little bit more about pumpkin spice and what it actually is. I can tell you one thing for sure. What's that? I do not want a pumpkin spice latte after I brush my teeth with toothpaste. (laughs) No. No, not at all. And I couldn't imagine a pumpkin spice orange juice. Oh. Oh. But you heard it here first. Pumpkin spice orange juice. Probably next year. Ugh. Thanks, but no thanks. Um, Feel free to uh, hit us up. Um, We will develop a Facebook page and probably a Twitter account for this podcast if you enjoyed it. Um, Go ahead and uh, review us on iTunes and... Send us any deep-burning drinking questions you have. Can't promise we're going to answer them all, but if you got something really interesting, one of us might pick it up. Yeah, and we'll try to keep bringing you amazingly off-the-wall content here. While we're having a couple drinks, and we'll go from there. Sounds good. All right. I'm EJ. I'm Beth. And this was the Alka Huh? Podcast. Thanks for listening.